Coming to you live from the second bedroom of Shane's apartment. This is the Shane and Scuba Steve podcast. Or podcast. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good night. All right. I think I did that last time. That's it. That's, yeah. that's our 10 second nanopod for the week. Exactly. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. And yourself? Doing well. Doing well. Thank you. Welcome well, back to another day. episode. Another episode. A microcast, if you will, this week or this day. Just today. 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 I'm going to keep it tight. We, uh, we, Who we knows both watched a movie. Though. We did. We'll get we to watched... that in a minute. Oh, okay. Ooh. Oh, well, I, I, I think we're just going to jump right in. Okay, but no, you first. Well, what are you drinking this week, sir? Oh, once again, I'm kicking it with the water. I'm doing a lot of water drinking these weeks. That's good. Which, the funny thing is, I don't know, maybe I'm drinking a lot of water, or I just never realized it. I go to the bathroom a lot. I go to the yeah. bathroom a lot now. Yeah. So do I, I drink a lot of water during the day. I had two pint glasses next to me today just of water. Two? Whew. Yeah, I don't know why. I think it's like I grabbed the first glass of, and then forgot and got a second glass. But yep. hey, you know, it happens. It so does. if you're drinking water, I'm going to crack this beer so I don't feel awkward about it. Oh, yeah, don't worry about it. But yeah, drinking a nice Castle Island Keeper IPA. Ooh. Is it of, a Keeper? Uh, I haven't tried it yet. One of my oh. coworkers uh, arranged a beer delivery for me today, and it came. So that's very shout nice. out to him and the delicious beers that he, he sent over my way. But yeah, so we do have a trailer of the week. We do have a trailer of the week. I'm excited for it. Have you not watched it yet? No, I've watched it. You have. Okay. I've watched it twice now. Ooh, okay. So what did you think? Let them know what the trailer is. So the trailer is Capone, mm-hmm. which comes out I believe end of May. Yes, I believe that's what it was. And it's a, it's a Tom Hardy fl- film. Mm-hmm. He plays Al Capone. Shocker. And from the looks of it, it really focuses on the end of his life. Or the latter parts of his life, at least. Yes. It definitely doesn't focus on the beginning. No, which that's what I thought it was originally when I heard the film was rejection. But it is. it looks like it's an elderly, but which kind of is funny to me to be like, okay, who, who's going to play an old, old Al Capone? Oh, Tom Hardy. Let's get him. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're not wrong. But yeah. I saw also Neil Brennan was in the trailer and I got a kick out of that co-creator of the Chappelle show. I'm just like, oh, Neil Brennan's there. All right. All right. So the weird thing to me is mm-hmm. when you look at when you watch the trailer, yes, Tom Hardy has obviously and he played Legend, mm-hmm. which was both he played both brothers. Yep. Incredible movie, one of my favorite movies. In the in the trailers for Capone, he just looks like an older version of Reggie. Yes, I also I also kind of knows that. So like, I mean, obviously it's, it's Tom Hardy. You can't change his face and body too too much. But mm-hmm. I'm very excited for. It. I think he's going to do a great job. He's he's good in mob movies. Mm-hmm. Yes, great Inception. I think it's going to be a great movie. Yeah. How many uh, thumbs would you give it up? How many uh, up front would you give it? Up front, the trailer one and a half. One and a half thumbs up front. Wow, that's very short trailer. Yeah. Very short for a modern movie. Very short trailer. Yeah, but that's probably because they're like, if we show any more, then we're giving away everything in the movie. Yeah, I mean, it is going straight to video on demand, mm-hmm. so I feel kind of bad. But... Yeah, because it's made by Redbox. 
Is it made by Redbox? Yeah, when in the beginning of the trailer, it's like Redbox production. I actually, I'm on variety. I'm on the variety website right now for the trailer announcement. It does. Yeah, you're right. Redbox and Vertical Entertainment. Yeah, which is weird. That's like if back in the day, if it was like, and this is a blockbuster movie. It's like, yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's you can get it at blockbuster. No, it's a blockbuster movie. Blockbuster made it. Oh, okay. I mean, it'll be streaming, so that's interesting. Yes, but yeah. Have you? So one thing I haven't done yet is like I haven't watched like Bad Boys for Life yet. I know it's <laughs> on streaming, but I haven't just gotten to it yet. Is that going to be the next little? Is that on our list? Will that be the next? I almost thought of watching it the other day as well. I mean, I might watch it tonight. How can we watch it? What? How do we stream it? Uh, allegedly, it's on. <laughs> it's on on demand. I believe from multiple sources. Oh, perfect. Um, but let me. I can. Let me double, we'll keep talking about double check. I thought the trailer looked really good. He definitely has that cigar in his mouth for a little bit too long, constantly. Yes. Oh, that's probably going to be half. That's a secondary character after Tom Hardy in the credits. They'll go cigar. And did Played by Andy Serkis in CGI? <laughs> that is just Andy Serkis's head and his hair yeah. on the end of the cigar. That's how good he is. Andy Serkis could do it. He's that talented. Did, uh, I'm sorry, I just, I just lost my train of thought, but did Al Capone die from syphilis? Um, probably complications. Okay. Because he also had dementia. Got it. Okay. Interesting. So it looks like... But he went out like a man. That's yeah. for sure. How he, he went out like a man. Yeah. All right. So it looks like Amazon Prime, you could buy the movie, but I don't know why you would buy Bad Boys for Life. Exactly. Why buy it? I don't think you can, I don't think you can rent it yet. I'll say that. <sighs> Sadly. But, you know, we'll get there, but we'll figure it out. That'll be yeah. our next movie. Yes, it will. But eventually. So we're wrapping up week five of quarantine. How'd this week go for you? Another day, another uh, week of being fantastic. Living the dream. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I see the sun every once in a while through one of my windows. It's it's wonderful. That's good. Yeah. It's important. It the is. Sun, the sun's important. Yeah. When the sun gets to the the living room, I get I get I know. Oh, it's lunchtime. Oh, it's good. <laughs> what should I snack on now? Yeah, we were talking about that this morning. Where it's like, how do you how do you define at this point like what is breakfast food and what's lunch food? Like someone's like, mm-hmm. what if I just had ribs for breakfast? Like no one's gonna stop me. No one knows what day it is. Like yeah, I made breakfast food late last night just because I was like, I have more breakfast stuff. So I was like, okay, I'll make some eggs. I feel like eggs aren't any time food. Yeah. If you need something like a quick pick me up, but you don't, and it's like you need something like substantial egg. You can't just have one egg. That's well, you got unless like, it's hard boiled, then it's you fine. See, or I can't deviled. do hard boiled eggs. I've never had one. I don't, or at least I don't like them. Do you like deviled eggs? I'll do a deviled egg. It's a hard boiled egg. No, no, no. They're different. They're deviled. All right, I guess they're a little they're bit deviled. They're, they're different. They got seasoning. I'm not going to just have a hard. If you're like, hey, you want just a hard boiled egg? No, I'm not going to have a, that alone. No, I need it like mixed in with like, oh, there's paprika on this. Ooh, fantastic. <laughs> that that's all I need. I need a little paprika. Yeah. Maybe mush up the yolk for me. I'll be okay. Exact. That helps too. I'm big on texture. Okay. Can't do that. All right. Yeah. So we did watch a movie this week. Yes. We both watched Birds of Prey, the fantabulous amalgamation. Oh, how do you say it? I gotta look at this. Ugh. The Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn is the full title of the film, uh, directed by Kathy Yan, starring Margot Robbie, Rosie Perez, 
um, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, uh, uh, Journey Smollett Bell. Um, up front, what did you think? So I thought it was interesting. Yes, it's it's definitely a interesting film. It's very much like a. It's very and so I've been trying to like think about how to describe it, mm-hmm. and it's like solid action, solid yes. fight scenes, very good yes. movie overall. Like I'm not knocking this movie whatsoever for any of that. There's just like a layer of bubble gum over it that Ooh, gets a little a, bit thick at certain points. That's a very good way of putting it. I enjoy. I like that. Um, it's, it's very. It's, it gets moving up front, which I enjoyed. I don't yep. feel like it ever drags at any point, and even in the slow moments, I feel like everything's moving. Yep. At some points, though, I was just like, okay, who? <laughs> you almost wanted, like, I just need a second. I need a second because what it does a lot of the time is it keeps ramping things up but just to cut back to then, like, hey, here's some information you need to know now. Which yep. I actually really enjoyed. By the end of the film, I enjoyed them all together. But one after another after another during the process, I was like, oh, okay, hold on. Wait, you just, you just left me up, like, about here's the ball about the grand slam. It. And then you went, wait. Here's what happened for breakfast. You're like, wow. Here's what the groundskeeper's doing right now. Yeah. But honestly, I really enjoyed the film. Like you said, the action was fantastic in it. A lot of great hand-to-hand and up-close great shots. Um, takeaways up front. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Huntress was hilarious. Um, and also, like, The most understated character ever, too. Yes. Throughout the entire film, I was just like, what? can we go back to her? Like, what's going on with her? Not that uh harley quinn margot robbie wasn't i enjoyed her she was a lot of fun with this and the character you got to explore it a lot but the entire time i'm like what's going on with huntress yo what is that (laughs) what is she doing yes and (laughs) that was fantastic um what were some of your favorite uh scenes if you can think of off the top of your head the one of my favorite scenes was like harley quinn breaks into the police station Mm-hmm. Yep, great scene. Her being stopped in the beginning. So the breakfast sandwich scene I've seen like a couple different times on YouTube. Yeah, where she like prophesizes about this breakfast sandwich, mm-hmm. which like does look bomb. Don't get me wrong, yes, it does. So that whole tracking scene kind of looked really cool. Someone else told mm-hmm. me I was reading like before I saw the movie. Someone was like, "You see Gotham in daylight for the first time." Yeah, like on the street level, because none of the Batman's really did that except for. Um, Dark Knight a little bit. Yeah. Like, the, that's more the Dark Knight Rises was like yeah. where they were in the streets. But like mm-hmm. there's an entire open air market in Gotham apparently that no one yeah. told me about. Kind of strange. Um, <laughs> a little bit strange. The scene where they're at Harley Quinn's apartment with the hyena and they're just like eating ice mm-hmm. cream watching TV. It's adorable. Yep. There's good scenes. I think there's the Ewan McGregor scenes with um, I forget the actor's name but whoever uh, played Zaz. Chris Mancina. Chris Mancina are great. They're hysterical. Yeah. He just, Ewan McGregor's just chewing the scenery in this movie. He's just having, they probably just like, here's, do whatever you, he had full ring. He was going crazy, which that was half the fun with his character. It's just mm-hmm. like, where is he going to go with this? Like, I don't know. You, you get on edge with him just a little bit because there's no way to judge him where he's going next. Oh, immediately you realize he's a sociopath. Yeah. Like, immediately. It's great. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, what were some of your favorite that- scenes? Uh, definitely. I really enjoyed Rosie Price's character of, uh, Montoya, just like cop who like just embodies the eighties cop and just everything she says is a cliche yep. and all that. But I loved all of her scenes of like trying to investigate work against, uh, the captain. Like I have a case, like here it is. And everyone's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. 
well, I don't know about that. Here, we'll let them do it. He's like, no, I just have it. I just have it. And then it's like, everyone knows a cop can't get anything done until they're off the force. And they're like, I got drunk. And it's like, this is such a cliche. Like, that's what every, but embodying it. I thought she was fantastic in the film. Um, one thing that I did enjoy, which I was a little shocked by, Cassandra Kane, who's this character who's like a pickpocket, who is essentially like kind of MacGuffin in the film. Yeah. Like, everyone's looking for Cassandra Kane. In the comics, she's a far different character. She's this like, quiet assassin who doesn't talk and when she does it's very short like question like sentences like just like yes no okay she's a far different character in this she's this pickpocket who's been in and out of like orphan areas and uh, foster homes i really enjoyed her i thought she was a lot of fun the entire time though i just kept be like just like be, just be honest like stop. yeah be like oh no i don't know what everyone's talking about it's like stop it everyone yeah but i thought she was great um, and also the final, the finale at the carnival. I thought that was a really great uh, fight where you got to see everything. Lots of spinning and mirrors. It was very yeah. disorienting at times, but that's definitely, think... definitely disorienting. Yeah. Um, would you uh, rent, buy, pass? Uh, would you gift this in a Yankee swap? Would you uh, take this at a bar mitzvah? What is your final verdict on Birds of Prey? I'd rent this. Mm-hmm. I'd more or less tell people though to stream it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't hey, spend money for it. Would you pick it up at CVS if you saw it at the checkout uh, uh, line? If it wasn't like the two ninety nine movie bin, probably. But I don't like. Would yeah. you take it as a combo with Suicide Squad? Definitely not. Mainly ten bucks. Suicide you, Squad. you wouldn't take it ten bucks. No, no, I wouldn't. I think it's. I think it's a good movie. I'm never going to need to watch this movie ever again. I'd put this on again, actually. See, I don't think I'll ever need to watch it again. I think it's it's pretty self-explanatory. I was texting you last night while I was watching it, and it mm-hmm. did take until, like, it was, like, 80 minutes in before they were like, we have to team up. That is true. I will and the movie's say, only, like, 100 minutes long. I will say the biggest problem is it really should be, like, reversed. It should be Harley Quinn and the Immaculate emancipation of the birds of prey instead of birds of prey the immaculate emancipation of harley quinn just because it really is more of a harley quinn movie yep but it is it's really enjoyable it's a lot of fun i thought that was the best the biggest takeaway was like you know i really enjoyed it the entire time it seems like you enjoyed it a lot is that yes. is that if that's what we're getting at yeah i would give this you know what i'd give it three thumbs three thumbs okay yeah because just like the film, it's kind of gross and over the top. And I got this third extra thumb. Like, I cut it well, off. Hey, hey. Somebody <laughs> gave me their thumb. I will say up front, I forgot it was an R-rated film. I thought it was PG-13. And then it got moving. I was like, oh, no, this is R. Okay. So what do you think about the R rating? Because I've, I've read a couple other people suggest that this movie might have been done better. Or might have done better. Not been done better. It was a great movie. But it might have done more. better. It only grossed $200 million in the box office. Which was very... Low. I mean, double its with... budget, so hundred million. That's profit. true, but they were probably not expecting two hundred million. They're probably banking for like four hundred, maybe even half a million. They're like, "This is Harley Quinn. Everyone loves it." But I think because it was R, that was like, "Oh, now tons of kids can't see it." But that, we like that layer of bubblegum that we were talking about in the beginning. Yeah. That mm-hmm. definitely could have appealed to more people. I mean, obviously, like there wasn't there was some blood and gore. I want to say, but there wasn't too too much. A lot of broken legs. You see yeah. a lot of. You, that was the one thing I kept thinking. Like, Whew, okay. Whew, well, it's just swearing. It's swearing, yeah. and that's basically what pushes it. I think it over the edge to R. Well, you also you, know, you got to think of like some of the black mask scenes. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can like if you just change those around for PG-13. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't. I, I think it could have done better as a PG-13 movie. Because I think it would appeal to more people. Yeah. 
because it has that this is like a revenge story but it's about love and there's like a bunch of different layers to it i think it appeals to a wider yeah. audience than a standard superhero movie because the only superhero thing that really happens is um uh the bird sings like towards the end black canary thank you there's too many like they, they overuse like black mask black canary yeah like it's just I, I can't tell i can't tell the difference between all the different character names at this point that was a good running gag too with a uh, huntress and like you're the crossbow kid no i'm the huntress huntress yeah that was good um but yeah i, I think i i really enjoyed this i would watch this again i'd watch this on a plane i'd uh i could watch I if, it, if i had so i could watch it on a plane what i'll say about that though is if a sequel comes out i'll yeah. watch the sequel for sure i'm not gonna this isn't like this hasn't burned me from the entire series oh okay okay what about uh? What about Agatha Christie? Not Agatha Christie. What's that? Uh, never mind. I'm sorry. What? Never mind. What uh, was the uh, the book series that made a movie recently that you're very upset about? Oh, uh, Artemis Fowl. Artemis Fowl. Yeah, next okay. month on uh, next month on streaming on Disney Plus. So we'll uh, we'll do another rewatch of that, or we'll do yes. a watch of that. We'll yes, watch we will. And, uh, Ooh, that's gonna be great. I'm excited for that. Is now. it? I'm hoping that by then, like this quarantine thing's kind of lifted, we can watch it together. Yes. Um, mainly so you can be there if I destroy my television. If not, we'll FaceTime. Just put your phone. Like we'll both have a phone looking at it while we're also watching. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah. yeah. So we'll it'll catch like. It'll catch like our reactions to everything live. Yes, but I, I like this movie. I think it was good, but I'm just I'm not sold on like rewatching it or anything like that. All right. But also, so you mentioned it briefly, and they do like this whole thing where they cut forward and back. Yes, which is kind of like like the Ocean's movies did that, right? Where they're like, "All right, what's what's this guy doing? Okay, back to the main thing. What's that guy doing? Back to the main mm-hmm. thing. Kind of like just like branching off a little bit, but always coming back to the main path." Yes. This does like 10 minute back scene cuts. Yes. That was I, my problem. That's what, like, I think what I was trying to get. It's just like, all right, let's loop all the way back here for 10 minutes and then jump back. They did do the, Here's something. They did only that once, which it did take me a couple. It took a few minutes before then I settled in. It was like, oh, okay, now we're back in the past. Okay. We're not just, okay. We're, this isn't a quick little cut back. Like, Hey, here's what happened last week. Yep. It's like, oh, okay. We're stuck here now for a little bit. Um, I think my biggest takeaway from that was it was it fit better by the end because then once I looked at the full picture of the film, I liked it better because instead of then seeing it in a full narrative linear timeline, I thought the take the jumping back and showing us the past helped it flow a little bit better. And, you know, it works in the Harley Quinn sense of a neurotic back and forth. ADHD, like oh, I can't focus. I'm the idea that I'm a villain. I'm a good guy. Who knows what I'm going to do for the next second? I'm just looking out for myself. Okay. Scenario. I think it worked in the long run. Up front, though, I was like, "Oof, why? Oof, okay, we're back." Especially because that was just about to kick off the uh, police station uh, heist. And, like a lot of momentum was moving forward, and there's like, hey, "Now let's go back." True. True. Yeah. That's what you're saying. So what do you think they took for creative liberty is kind of in this movie? I think Zaz is one of the biggest ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, like, Zaz, as I've known him as a character, mainly from, like, the video games and, like, some, like, animated series, is just, like, a homicidal, like, psychopath with, with knives and a lot of cuts on him. Yes. Usually he's working solo. Maybe he can be, like, hired out, but he's rarely, like, 
I'm a partner with and specifically Black Mask. Yep. I thought Chris Mancino was very good. I enjoyed his portrayal. He didn't get a lot, I feel, to work and show what the character really was. For the most part, he looked really just like, I'm the creepy henchman to this guy. It wasn't until near the end you like kind of picked up like a little bit more of who he is. Well, he does uh, the thing where he's like, I have like all the I've been saving this spot for you. Yes. And you're like, all right, and then it does fit with the whole Zaz mentality. Mm-hmm. But up front until then, you're really just like, okay, he's just like his henchman kind of quasi boyfriend. Um, Not for the China censors. Exactly. There, nothing is said that way. <laughs> this in China, they'll go, oh yes, oh just good, a good henchman he is. Um, I just felt like he didn't get enough to like show who that character was. Yep. Um, though some of those scenes, I was like, okay, whew, hey, he, he, they, I was intimidated by him. I was like, I wouldn't mess with this guy. I, <laughs> I would definitely. Some scenes with, like I said, with Black Mask, I was like, whew, this is uncomfortable in the in the way they're trying to make it. And I was like, okay, come on, Harley Quinn. <laughs> Come back to- I, I think the insane, like the the point of that is like it shows how crazy the character is and like how yes. how unsettling it is, mm-hmm. which works. It plays. Yeah. Oh, that's some dead air right there. <laughs> we that's uh, that was for the ad. That's that when was- we put. Ah, okay. So when the sponsors hear this one, they go, "Hey, we can use that as ad space. We'll Sponsored use that." Sponsored by time. Herbie's Chicken. Herbie's Chicken. Ooh, that's not bad. Brand new. Yeah? Came out today. Ooh, wow. Fantastic. Is it Herbie, like, the car? That Volkswagen? Uh, for licensing reasons, no, but yes. Oh, okay. I, I thought... Allegedly. Oh, okay. oh, wow. I know. Yeah. So, we do have other movie, comic book movie news. Yeah. Sam Raimi has been attached to Doctor Strange 2, officially. Yes. Which I'm very interested about. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Something that I do think is funny about the whole situation was um, Scott Derrickson, who directed the first, left this project because he like he's like, oh, I can't work within the pre-production timeline. Like, I can't get it ready in time. But then he left the project. Coronavirus happens. <laughs> and now it's like, oh, now he would have had all the time in the world. But now Sam Raimi is now doing the movie. So, like, now it's this weird, like, oh, wait, could I, could I have done the movie? Could I? Wait, do I have time now? But, you know, too late. Yeah. But Sam Raimi, who directed the Spider-Man trilogy, um, who then wanted to do a fourth but just didn't have enough time, and then Sony was like, well, we're moving on. If you can't do it in time, we're just going to make a new whole, whole new trilogy, which that also got moved back. They wanted it for 2011, but that didn't start till 2012. So right. like another like, ha, 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 it could have happened. Um, very interested I think he's going to be a great director for the movie. I think he can do a, have a lot of fun with it. Um, it just, to me, it's more going to come down to, are we going to be able to see Sam Raimi, Raimi's vision in it? Or is it going to be kind of more like, okay, it's still a Marvel movie and Sam Raimi was a part of it. That's what I'm wondering. I wonder that as well. I'm not sure, sure how much of an impact now. Like I know individual directors have significant impact on these movies, obviously, mm-hmm. but... I feel like they're going to follow a little bit more of a template. Then again, Doctor Strange gets to be a little bit more creative, and that was the first really Marvel movie of that series that was that was really different and really mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Guardians of the Galaxy probably, but Strange was definitely the first one that was like, okay, we're going to like try and mess with your head. Exactly. Yeah. So 
that could be something interesting. So they keep saying they want to, though, and also the one thing is they keep saying they want to make this like a horror film. Sam Raimi does come from horror background as well with, um, what is it with Bruce Campbell? Um, oh, Evil Dead. Yeah, Evil Dead. Yes. So I actually still kind of want to see some horror elements in this. Okay. And hopefully he can bring that. But I think that's probably Disney and Marvel's like fears. Like, okay, well, how, how scary can we go? Uh, will kids be scared? I don't know if we want kids scared because if kids are scared, moms are scared. And if moms are scared, we're scared. Because their their walls are scared is what you're saying. Exactly. Yes. I I do. I, I guess I wonder that too, mainly because I'm not a huge horror fan. So I don't think it'll I. be. A, I don't think it'll be a horror movie. I don't think they'll just like veer from like action adventure movies to horror. Mm-hmm. But I think it'll be like kind of how comedies woven into like the Guardians movies really well. Yeah. It'll be like there'll be some like it's a multiverse, right? So they're gonna flip between scenes really quick, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be like, oh no, where am I? Like, which one am I in? Is this the yeah. real one? Am I stuck in a jar on someone's shelf type deal? That would be the worst one to be in. Oh. Yeah? Yeah, that or the one where, oh, in a universe where you, you're you not wearing pants at an assembly. and every, Oh, God, that would be the worst one. Oh, no. That or that nobody's one. wearing pants and you're the only person wearing a pants. You can't take your pants off. Exactly. Because then it's rude. It's like, ah, oh, he's taking his pants off right now. That's rude, dude. You're in public. But everyone else is like not wearing. Yeah. Dude, oh, why do you God. even wear pants? Like, come on. Yeah. Oh. That would be the worst one. The, I hope they don't do that in the film. I'll get too scared. And that, <laughs> if oh, I'll walk out of the theater if that one happens. But I think yeah. it's gonna be good. I don't know, Sam Raimi. Have you ever watched the Chef Show on Netflix? Uh, I have been watching it. So Sam Raimi does an episode. I can't remember if it's the most recent season or if it's like the first season. But mm-hmm. he's just a weird dude. He's very. Um, I think very. Look at Tim Burton. Okay, like, they're I think they're very similar where they're like they're very like focused and like artistic and they they probably also do like all the um, storyboards themselves like they sketch it all out so they're very visual. Yep. So like that's how they like so when they try and talk, it's like also like I, you can't see me pantomiming in this, <laughs> but it's like they're framing while talking. You know what I mean? Where they're they're showing like so like you know I'm just uh, we need to start video chatting this so I can show. <laughs> I see. I can visualize with my hands what you're saying. Yeah. But it just, he rubbed me, like, I hadn't seen, obviously, like, I was, you know, I forget how old I was when Spider-Man 1 and 2 and 3 came out. And uh, kind 2002, of, 2003? Yeah, so 17 years ago, and I didn't really care about these movies that much. Um, like, I don't recall, like, I like, obviously the movies are good. Spider-Man 2 was one of my favorite ones out of all three. Like, I just, I don't know, I feel like the the his style I'm, I'm intrigued to see how it plays out i really am then again dr strange wasn't my favorite marvel movie for the first time i watched it i also fell asleep in the theater that's beside the point <laughs> but i watched it since and it was it's really good it tells a great story and it's completely different than what like what was going on at that time in the marvel universe yes it was a, it's kind of its own little film it really doesn't deal with mu- other than a few like the Avengers deal with this. It's like, okay, oh yeah, the Avengers, oh, Marvel, we're all connected. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all in the same space at some point. Actually, at the top of my head, I'm trying to think, is there, yeah, there's no real other, like, you see the Avengers Tower, but there isn't, like, a cameo from anyone. So it is really there? is on its, well, I mean, there's the Stan Lee cameo, but I don't think there's no, like, oh, look, over there, it's Daredevil. No. 
So like it sits on its own other than those few just throwaway lines. So it does kind of fit outside of everything where you can watch it more on its own and not be like, oh, well, I'm watching the sequel to Iron Man 2. It's very uh, Marvel. Oh, sorry. I was yeah. thinking the, the Doctor Strange in Thor Ragnarok cameo. Ah. Which I need to rewatch, actually. Just the cameo? I mean, uh, maybe, who knows, I might just stop it there and go, this is enough. I'm, I'm pleased. That was yeah. sufficient. That is actually, like, then right before, like, the movie then kicks off, pretty much. So if you just stop it right there, it's like, that was a good film. I everyone, haven't missed anything. Everyone got caught up, saw each other. Wow, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Perfect. Simply divine. Yeah. Uh, the first Spider-Man came out in 2002. And I will say, those movies are such, like, an er- a moment of their time. Yeah. like... What were comic book movies? People didn't know what really... To, it was, like, that and X-Men were the only... And, like, Blade. But Blade was, like, dark and edgy. So, like, they... Fucking Blade. Blade's great. Like, the first Blade is great. Second Blade's great. Blade Trinity is its own little, like, beast with <laughs> its own little thing. But, like, they people knew, like, okay, well, we're not going to make every comic book movie like Blade. Because Blade is... It's Blade. I'm a vampire hunter. And I'm Wesley Snaps. Like, yeah, okay, that's... Uh, but, like, they didn't know what to do. So, like... Sam Raimi was like, okay, I'm going to try and make like a comic book movie. Like, it's going to be kind of campy. There's going to be like some like romance, but like, it's all about the characters. Yeah. I think that's, that's, it's the best thing about the movies is like the characters. Mary Jane, Peter, and Harry, like, are really like sold really well in those. And Other than that, it but, definitely works. And like, the problem with that is people are always like, but he's not quip, Spider Man's not quippy enough in those. It's like, yeah, well, Toby Maguire wasn't going to be like making, cracking too many jokes. He was like, I'm Toby McGuire. I can only I'm Sea <laughs> Biscuit. Okay, man. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna kiss up, upside down in the rain. That's all I know how to do. Yeah, but, but yeah, Doctor Strange too. It'll be fun. It'll be great. Yeah. So in sports news, the XFL is bankrupt. Yeah. What else is new? I don't know, man. It's crazy. I I had hope for it. Like that Did it you? Re- a little bit. I was at least I wanted to get a season. I didn't want it to get killed by a pandemic. Well, I agree with you 100%. No, nothing should be, like, that's the worst part about this pandemic is, like, think we're going to lose things. But apart from people, we're going to lose, like, entertainment properties. We're going to lose restaurants. We're going to lose businesses. Like, the XFL is just that on steroids. Yeah. It's really, you just can't beat the NFL. I don't think, well, the thing is, I don't think they were ever trying to beat the NFL. I think it was trying to be like, hey, here's just another option during the offseason. And you know what? It was kind of doing well. It was pretty decent football, too, if had you watched any. I have watched. I did watch a few games. Yeah. It was pretty... It, was, it wasn't, It was like, the best. Like, oh, my God, look at these games. But it was just like, okay, these are pretty... This is nice. The craziest thing, though, is just from this bankruptcy, like, how much money they still owe so many people. Some of the coaches are owed, like, a million plus each from the XFL. I mean, they spent a pretty penny trying to get all these people, like, lined up and... Yeah. Like... I mean, it makes sense to me. Like, you're going to lose money trying to do stuff like that. But I'm just, the craziest thing is, like, they had, like, MetLife Stadium. Like, they owed them, like, 400000 still dollars. So, it's like, how much does it cost to, like, rent out MetLife Stadium? Like, how much? <laughs> on, like, a random Tuesday, just be like, I want, I want this. Yeah. Are we good if I take this for now? Or just, like, well, now one of the call because they have, like, the filings. I'm looking at them. It's like. You have like the addresses, so they just call them up. Like, how much? How much for some of the hats? Like, I'll just buy off some of the hats from you. How much? Well, that's the crazy thing. If it goes to auction, basically, what happens when the AFL or the AAFL went under? Mm-hmm. 
um, the XFL bought up all their stuff at auction. Yeah. Like all their broadcast equipment, all of that stuff. So now it's like, is there a third football league waiting in the wings to buy out the XFL shit? Or do we all have to go in and be like, do you want Roughnecks gear? Because we can get Roughnecks gear real cheap right now. Um, the A-X-F-L-F-L. Ex- like, see, like, exactly. I'd be down. I'll watch it. All right. Like, just fans be like, I can get behind it. Well, that's the thing, the thing for everyone is everyone's like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch games. Like, yeah. But are you going to sell me season tickets to the, like, AXFLU? Like, probably not. <laughs> I'm still waiting on for a legitimate basketball league to get started. I mean, we could just do that. We could do that. That'd be awesome. Basketball is a great movie. It's, it's a great sport. We could do a retro rewatch of basketball. We could. Was that Matt Trey? And uh, it's Matt, Matt and Trey. Yeah, yeah, Matt and Trey. Matt Trey and Stone Parker. <laughs> You know those guys. Oh, that's like the negative universe. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think we're we'll see some interesting things come out in the next few years with sports. Yes, a hundred percent. I guess right now, like the only things you can gamble on are like Australian table tennis and like, yeah. Do you think lacrosse is ever going to make it big? Do you think people are ever going to really watch lacrosse? I wanted lacrosse to make it big since I played lacrosse. I know that's why I'm asking you. Because you actually play. Uh, I hope so. Like, I hope it does make it big at some point. But I don't. I don't think it'll. I think it'll get to the MLS level, and it'll it'll falter there. I think it's because the cross lacrosse players wear shorts. I think that's why people are like, nah, I don't. I can't. Nah, that's it. Well, basketball players wear shorts, but that's in that's indoor. Okay. I guess like that's such stupid logic. Yeah, that's just like I don't. Okay, like, but but that's just. I don't know what else you offer me on that one, but I uh, yeah. I mean, I want I want to get big just because I think it's I think it's a good sport. I think it teaches a lot, and I think like I think it has. It's just like for a long time, it's had a negative connotation about who plays it, what kind of people play it, and like, the groups associated with it. So, I think, like, USA Lacrosse or whoever that governing body is has to change that stigma. And I don't think it's going to change because of how ingrained it is. And that's um, just the hard part. Scuba, I would not... I don't want you to use this podcast as a soapbox for uh, your cause. Please leave our political feelings uh, outside the podcast. If you... Thank you. Yep, I'll, I'll. I'm done. That was it anyway. <laughs> no, you know what? I enjoy lacrosse. I just don't know if it'll ever become... Po- if like you'll see like oh like ESPN's got it on the, it's eight o'clock game right now tonight is lacrosse. I, don't I mean know. it's the same thing I have with like rugby. Like I would love for rugby to be a like a nationwide sport, and they're tr- they're really trying. But like USA rugby, I think just went bankrupt. Ooh, like that's the craziest part. Like it's just man. yeah, USA rugby filed for Chapter Eleven in late March. Oh man, I feel bad. XFL's taking all the publicity, but they were hoping like you know oh, people will hear about our bankruptcy. Make us big, and they go. Oh, XFL went bankrupt. Ah, oh, there goes our moment of spotlight. Like, it's just, yeah. I I don't think it's gonna pick up either of those sports, and there's a lot of other sports too that just haven't picked up. Like I think people have wanted to over the years, and it's just how do you compete with, you know, a football season that goes essentially from Thursday to Monday, yeah, in season, including college, like basketball, essentially every other night, hockey every other night, like. 
where do you fit in? The only opportunity people think of is summer because of baseball. But baseball is basically every other night. Yeah. So it's like, and how do you create these marquee events when you're competing against, you know? Yeah. Bowling, though. Bowling will always survive. Bowling always is time. Sunday afternoon, middle of the winter. Mm-mm-mm, perfect time. Yeah. Big ball or candle pin? Which one are you going with? Um, I suck at candle pins. So I go big ball. Yeah. I'm, I'm decent at I I'm like fine at either. I'm never going to be amazing. Well, I could be amazing, but I don't, I don't know if I want that. So like, fun story time. When I started at my firm last year, they were like their first big company event after I joined was like a bowling day or bowling mm-hmm. afternoon at Kings. And so I was still like meeting people and like trying to like talk to everyone and kind of get acquainted. And I started to bowl really well. And I was like, I was hoping for just a normal showing like, Oh look, I did a couple of good things. I started getting like multiple strikes per uh, per string, and I was like, I need to, I need to like intentionally sack this because I can't be the guy who's really good at bowling, and that's it. Like, there's no way that's gonna be my like my hey, thing at the firm is that he's the bowling guy. Hey guys, guy. look at Steven. Steven's on man. He's gonna hit a three hundred. Like, yeah, I just I didn't want to be that. I feel like I definitely lip-wristed a couple of them just to make sure uh, I wasn't gonna be that guy. Hey, we should start a league. Steven, you're in charge. Exactly. Like, simply put, exactly. So, I- I'd rather not. Too late. But, welcome to the team. Yeah. Print us shirts. Can you make, can you make the group me? Can you start the group me today? You have, a, you have a big car. You can pick people up. So, yeah. But that wasn't yeah. happening. But... I hope more sports take off, but I also just hope we get back to being able to watch sports regularly and not have to watch reruns on NFL Network. Yeah. I'm starting to watch reruns of other teams. Oh, that's how you know it's rough when you're you're leaving your home base. Yeah, just to, just to experience something. All right, I'll look at Miami Heat wins. <laughs> you're just watching a field goal off, trying to get, trying to get excited about it. Yeah. All right. All right, not too Pacers. bad. Let's see what you've got. You mean the Knicks? You just you don't just sit there and watch the Knicks? No, Knicks are fine. They, yeah, yeah. Well, Shane, what are you publishing your next review on the website? I am putting uh, I'm putting a Birds of Prey review on. Uh, typing that up at not at this moment because I'm talking to you. If I could type this up and it'd be a lot of grammatical uh, errors. <laughs> grammatical um, errors. Yes, I'm putting a review for Birds of Prey up. Uh, not. Probably Tamir. Tamir? Tamir? Tamir. Yeah. I'm putting one together now. I'll have one up. Nice. Yes. Look at that. The review section grows and grows. Mm-hmm. And you can find our reviews on our new website, theshaneandscubasteveshow.com, where we have an online store that you can't buy anything in yet. We yep. have reviews, and Shane has a bio. <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> it is. Well, and as well, you can get us on Instagram, uh, the Shane and Scuba Steve Show. At Shane and Scuba Steve Show. Yes, at Shane and Scuba Steve Show. Just checking. Yeah. And as well, uh, you can check us out on our MySpace. Um, Did you update the Friendster? Our Friendster is up to date. That's uh, good. That's good. Still waiting on, you know, uh, four of the friends other than Tom. Well, it's MySpace. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Did you update our Dig account? Mm-hmm. Yep. Good. Oh, cool. It's up. Yep. LinkedIn is fresh. Are you and... just a straight LinkedIn influencer now? 
I am a LinkedIn influencer. Oh man, let me tell you, um, it is not what it's uh, said to be. Just going not... hard on the LinkedIn all day long. Uh, yeah, um, pretty much twenty three seven. Uh, just one hour a day I take to record this with you. Sometimes. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Other times I go to the bathroom, um, but you know, this time I said no, scuba. Uh, I got I got business with him, so yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess you have to take some time to like record the show that brought us so much fame on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm, exactly, so much. Oh man, let me tell you uh, how many emails I get a day on our LinkedIn account. Is it more than three? It's like sometimes it's four. Oh, wow. Four? You feel it. You feel it. Like when you open it up, when it loads, you go, oof, four. That's a lot I got to dig through today. So it just gets to you right away. You're like, all right, got to. I get moving. I feet, feet hit the ground. I, I'm running. You know what I mean? I respect it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, our LinkedIn fame is unmatched by anyone else. Unmatched. Unparalleled. Unparalleled fame. Yeah. Well, I think that does it for this show. I think we'll be back later this week with another episode. Yes. Today is Friday, but there's always there's always more days in quarantine. There's never not another day. Oof. That sounds like something you'd hear like a Fallout game, like on the radio. There's always more days in quarantine. I mean, hey. Here's Billy Holiday. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> we'll record more. We'll, we'll talk to you guys soon. Yeah. All right. Goodbye.